0: Welcome to the Numb Bills Fan Podcast. I'm your host, David Palermo. This is podcast number 154, Thursday night, right after the Bills face the Jets in the new MetLife Stadium. And, uh, you know, they just really just got their asses handed to them across the field. So I am here with Mike Smitty-Smith on behalf of uh, Grandstand Sports Network. And also, PunchDrunkSports.com. If you don't know already, please hit me up. Uh, check all those sites out. Great podcast networks. Cannot wait to be a part of Punch Run Sports Podcast Network when it finally drops. And uh, shout out to Grandstand Sports Network getting me on the sideline during training camp. Shout out to Eric Turner, Kevin Masseri over at Cover One. So check everybody out. On the line right now, I have my good friend, Mike Smitty-Smith, who has become like, pretty much my favorite person to regularly talk to, who I've always talked to about bills and he puts me in my place. So Michael, we reviewed the game together and what are your thoughts? We were railing while we were both taking simultaneous leaks.
1: Well, I don't even know where to start. They dropped the ball literally and figuratively so many ways in this game. From not blocking, committing penalties, turnovers, Um, they just had nothing. They were getting pushed around on both sides of the line. People dropping balls, missing assignments. I mean, there's not a lot of things you can look at and say, wow, they did that really good. Because for every good thing they did, it turned into a quick negative. You'd get a first down, you'd get a tackle for a loss, a sack, a turnover. And the two fumbles were the worst because they both had the first down. All they had to do was go to the ground. One was on the ground, and O'Leary gets back up, and he's looking around. He has no idea what's going on. He kind of covers up, loses the ball. Um, The one before, though, by Matthews was far worse. We were still in the game. So... You just can't do that when on the road. It's the NFL, and every team is good.
0: Yep, and and you want to know something? Like, um, I felt that this that this team, um, the, the Bills could just not get traction consistently. And like you said, it takes like three steps forward, four steps back. I mean, a fumble is a huge step back, and it just seemed like the Bills. I mean, let's face it. Um, I mean, I'm on Twitter during this whole team, watching the game from my phone, listening to John Murphy actually ahead of it, and then watching the play, which was really interesting. Then towards the second half, I transitioned to Tony Romo, because I wanted to hear the hype of Romo. Man, on a side note, Romo is what what we need going forward. Yeah,
1: Tony Romo Crushed is it. hands down the best
0: ever, ever, answer. ever, like, ever. I, I'm
1: listening, like I watched the entire game. Not because I thought the Bills were gonna come back late in the game. It's because Tony Bromo is hilarious in the booth. Best line of the night. I don't know why you're throwing a four yard pass in triple coverage right now, but it was great the entire night. He he kept me there when I could have gone home to bed much much earlier.
0: And you wanna know and something like- that was so funny. He seemed like he was trying to rush out the damn door. And it's like then <laughs>
1: The, the he's like, at this point, the refs should just no longer fold, throw flags. He's like, just let them play. And then uh, the other guy in the booth there, it's just like, so they're off sides. They're pushing. They're holding. Just let it go. And Tony Romo's like, we got time to explore new things tonight or something like that. He was great. I have, a, fi- great.
0: I have a feeling this podcast, to everybody out there who who cries about format, Go fuck yourself because this is going to be like a Tarantino movie where it's going to go everywhere. And um, if you want ESPN, I could, how many dense podcasts you want to listen to? You want to read the phone book? I'll find you 12 other podcasts you can ESPN. listen to. So i
1: Hey, for wow. the record, ESPN, Dave doesn't speak for me if you got a contract. Yeah. I'm coming. If he wants to come too, like, he's just talking reckless right now. We'll uh, sign the guy sign the guy
0: giving away play, you know, <laughs> going through the garbage can at St. John Fisher when he allegedly worked there and Marone was there and would go through the garbage can and threaten to sell to the Patriots. He's like, oh, how much do the guy I I get? <laughs> it was – I didn't – it's not like I Let's
1: called Let's talk about Patriot being problems. a piece
0: of shit here. Come I on, guess, sellout. We know you're going to rewrite look, a sellout for AIDS. Hey,
1: look <laughs> – when when money's there and it's a good opportunity, you got to think of, you know, your family and your future. So, you know, in any case, it's not like I took any of those pieces of papers and tried to do anything with them. I still have them. They're in a box. Memorabilia. Or I threw them away. I don't remember, but could be.
0: I don't know. Anything I stole, I usually sold it. I'm just throwing it out there. So, I mean, if you're doing that, I, you know, back in the day, I never maybe, steal. Maybe, um,
1: maybe, maybe I can give you a piece of memorabilia. I'll frame one of those for you, Dave.
0: Look, so here's where I was going <laughs> to go is, all right, Just just right out the gate, right out the gate, I want to address there's been a lot of people shitting because it's what Bills fans do on mike tolbert and this is the first game i'm like why the fuck are you giving mike tolbert the ball right now when that whole left side of the line cordy glenn i should say is just not having a good game okay he so, had his worst game of his career and i look at it like Lashawn can make people miss and we got 10 minutes left and you're giving it to tolbert I mean, come on, what guys. And, and even earlier in the game, he didn't get the ball. He got the ball more than McCoy, too, a little bit. Like
1: My concern for the coaching staff is their willingness to go to him too much. You were still in a game. Although you were behind, you still had the potential to come back. When you were down 17, there's over 10 minutes in the game. You have the ability to come back. Had they not turned the ball over, who knows? But you're in a two-minute hurry-up type offense, and you have Tolbert in the game. I
0: Why? don't. I don't understand it. And then the thing is, I, is you're going to go into pass pro. Okay, cool. Well, as Tony Romo Cup hammering, You're not throwing the ball outside the numbers in the single coverage, and then Tyrod Taylor answers the bell to it. But it's like you know, I'm always, we were bullshitting on uh, last podcast, like. Dude, you got to dress Calvin Benjamin, and you know what? Maybe not, okay, because he would play 17 full games. That said, dude, can you just fucking stand there and take a it's, safety with you? Just just give you, it that nanosecond? Like, you Jesus Christ. Dra-
1: you, you traded those picks, and I don't even care. Like, he's a wide receiver. He's a professional athlete. He played at Florida State. He is a pro's pro. He can come in short notice. He could have played. You don't need to know the whole playbook to play wide receiver. He's not the quarterback. That's why Jimmy Garoppolo is not starting, because you need to know a lot more as a quarterback. The quarterback knows everything. Tyrod Taylor could have said, on this play, you are to do one of these two things. Okay? That's how simple it can be. It could be even simple as, On this play, you're just going to go down there. I'm going to throw it up. You jump up and try to catch it. Simple as that. You don't need to go through a week's practice to run a nine down the field, jump up in one-on-one coverage because they had eight people in the box all night long. You're not going to move the ball when there are eight people in the box on the ground. At that point... Tony Romo, like, they should have just listened to the broadcast. Tony Romo was telling them what to do. They weren't listening. So,
0: um... You want to know, so when you're listening to Tony Romo, I'm like, hey, uh, paging Tony Romo, can you sit down with Tyrod Taylor and talk to him about, um, you know, things like uh, QB sneaks and you, how uh, you let everybody fuck each other up in the middle, and you sneak off to the side, which clearly they were listening to the broadcast because Tyrod Taylor did that on the opposite side for that, that touchdown. And then the whole time, by the way, Tony Romo is like, oh, just give it to him. Just, you know, the, the Jets deserve this game. You got to give it to him. And what? Get, get, give him nothing. Get the hell out of well, here. Like, you're telling bitch. me of all offenses that tear apart the fucking Bills. You got this running back I have never heard of making plays. You got... Forte who I told you not to sleep on of course he's not on my bench and you know Matt Forte never disappoints and he looks a lot better than he did game one and I think game one he might have been a little injured still so
1: well, the Bills weren't tackling either so no no really awful like, awful tackle I mean I haven't seen the box scores I'm guessing at least 15 plus broken tackles if they score them right like there was multiple runs where they were breaking two three tackles at the point of contact and if you're not taking them down at the point of contact you're giving up a lot of yards and that's what the bills did they could not do anything now on the positive side, if you happen to play Tyrod Taylor in fantasy football, he lit up the field because he threw for over 300 yards and had three combined scores two passing, one rushing. So he definitely filled up your uh, stat sheet. So, you know, kudos for him on that. Too bad he didn't have any support. He honestly, in, in what's lost in this sa
0: Seven sacks se- today?
1: Yeah, seven, like
0: seven sacks today. You, you know what it was like, Mike? I was, I was running out to the van while we were, while I was on the phone with you for a little quote unquote pre-production, uh, pre-bullshitting we call it. And um, you know, I'm like, dude, that line just kept collapsing uh, on him in the pocket. It's almost like, uh, it's almost well, like he he's they know he's forced to stay in the pocket, and it just so worked out where actually. It, you know, we That's know he I'm wants saying. to stay like, in here. That's almost like they work the opposite against him.
1: As bad as the overall game looked, the problem was Tyrod Taylor, even though he was getting murdered, he actually was moving the ball. Mm-hmm. It's just the, they would not block. They would get sacked. Some of it was play calling. Some of it was just poor effort. The line was just getting pushed around. And then the penalties. I mean, there was countless occasions. You can go back and recap the game play by play. There was countless occasions where they're moving the ball. And like I said, immediately something bad happens. And as much as you want to throw that on a quarterback, he still put up good overall numbers for the game. He was doing his part, but he can't hold on to the ball and continue going downfield um i will say line, what was that you got you to block your quarterback i mean if you're not blocking for your quarterback you can't win i mean tom brady is experiencing it himself he started two and four two years ago when they won the super bowl because they weren't blocking they dude, dude, dude you know what the, the you super know
0: what the line bowl. looked like to me at least i was noticing in the first half on the right side it looked like somebody fired the gun off for a 40 time and, or or the quarterback said hike and it was just like a race for the offensive lineman to backpedal, it was like Dukas and and Mills were just—they're backpedaling right into Tyrod, like right off the gate, right out the gate, right out the drop, and it's like. One thing I don't understand, I, I mean, I got to give Tyrod credit, man. He he stood there, and he made some throws that, like, when we watch other quarterbacks like Drew Brees where you got that zip and he's throwing it over the line, he's reaching up, getting tall a little bit. I mean, those are throws we've been waiting to see out of Tyrod. And I got to say, man, the last couple weeks with Tyrod Taylor have been awesome. He is doing everything I want to see. Now, are there things he can improve on? Sure. Like, I, I would like to, to see him – take some more shots in and, and, and those situations.
1: Shorter, he needs to work the intermediate area of the field. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to adjust. I mean, that's where he's still not making that step. Um, Zay there, Jones, he
0: hit Zay Jones after he was open for, like, way too long in the middle of the field, you know. But he did have a couple anticipation throws, you know, the touchdown specifically in the middle of the field. You know, so – um. And,
1: It's one of those things where we don't know watching the game and you don't know if you're a fan. You don't know what the play calls were because I felt like they should have continued to go to the outside more because they were getting completions and things in the outside and intermediate plays. They just weren't doing enough. They kept on going back to the run and they kept on going to these very short underneath routes um, when they should have just stayed outside the numbers. So, I mean the way they were stacking the box and the way they were playing coverage on the outside, it made sense to continue that. So
0: I'm kind of bummed Uh, out that, uh, you know, the bills, the the bills get all this hype behind them. And I hate when the national media catches on. I love being like the sleeper team, not, not totally sleeper. I like the national media, at least respect the bills, but here they go and they lose to a dog shit fucking team. And, You know, it's one of those things where, here I go, bitching about refs, where it's like, it's not the refs in this game. The Bills definitely beat themselves, but it's like the games where you've been with the Patriots where they get calls and they kind of squeeze by and they get time to get their shit together. Well, the Bills still have a lot of time to get their shit together. They're 5-3. and I'm not worried about it. And you know what? This is the first... Buffalo Bills game that we have seen under this coaching staff. How many times in a new coaching staff do you see this as their first game, their second game, their third game? We're like, you know, we're, we're striving to find improvement. This is the first egg of dog shit they've truly laid.
1: Well, the big thing is, is how are they going to respond next week? I mean, this game's over. You played bad, but the game's over. It's You got to forget about it. And as good old Belichick says... We're on to the, the Bengals. We're on to Cincinnati. So you have to you gotta move on. They just have to forget this game. They're gonna watch the film. I don't even know if they need to watch the film. I, I think they can pretty much tell each other what happened, but they're gonna look at the film, they're gonna realize and see exactly what they already know, and you just gotta move on. And what the difference between a good team and bad team Even good teams have games like that and you lose, you know, it happens. But how do you respond the following week? So, I mean, look at the Patriots when last year they lost to the Chiefs, just got crushed. Everyone thought they were done. Well, they responded. So can the Bills respond? That's what we need to see now. Because we have seen a lot of good things from the – the Bills this year. They've played great defense other than today. They've been tackling. They've been playing well as a team. They've been um causing turnovers. They've been getting the quarterbacks on offense. Tyrod Taylors made plays that they've needed to. The team as a whole had and has started to move the ball, even though they had all the penalties and it didn't show up today. They still put points up, even though it was late. Um can they respond next week, or is this what they are going forward? That's what they're going to answer next week and the week after. So,
0: I think I think the Bills have ten days to prepare for the Saints. Um, I gotta say, uh, again, I, I still think that there are some things I'd like to see. Is if Cordy Glenn is getting blown up, can you give him some help? Can you give him some help? I mean, can we can we go back to what you did with Khalil Mack? I mean, Khalil Mack, we did not hear his name, and you, you had guys really chipping away at, at at the guys that were making a difference at, 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 on the pass rush. You know what I'm saying? Well, I so be, it, I that? do, and I I'm just
1: gonna be interested like, can you, see- you can't
0: throw like a tight end out there with him. You know what I mean? Uh, on Cordy Glenn's side, and and just. Cordy Glenn had an abomination, and it almost seems like, Mike, it seems like the defense generally knows how to make adjustments really fast. And the offense, it's almost like by the time they make adjustments, the defense is clearly softened up for the Jets, so take that into my point. But it's like by the time they make adjustments, it's almost like you and I play a lot of Madden, so Madden reference. It's almost like they made the adjustment at halftime. They should have made it in halftime in like, hmm you know, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Do you follow me? Like
1: I, yeah, a little take bit some, but sh- take, time,
0: take some shots and try to open up that run game. That's what we were talking about with Calvin Benjamin, ta- right? Well that's and, what I
1: was gonna that's what I was going towards is how are they going to play next week with Calvin Benjamin, who will definitely suit up um, next week will it make a difference cuz it's like i said and i watched the game and it was it was torture to see so many people cuz i used to play running back and i know when it's a good time to run like every now and then you'd be in the the running back backfield and you're looking up at the front and you're like the play call and the way my blockers are going to block and what i'm looking at It is not going to look good in about two seconds. You can see it sometimes. And I know that's what LaShawn McCoy was looking at all night long with all those people in the box. He's got some skill, and you can overcome some of that, but normally numbers are going to win out. When they got more people in to take you down than you have to keep you up, it's not a very good situation. You want an even and even better than even – more numbers on your side. So
0: Do you think uh, uh, do you think they were trying to preserve LaShawn McCoy coming off of twenty seven carries against the Raiders?
1: I don't know and I wouldn't I wouldn't be in that mindset. Like the one thing that I didn't like is when Zay Jones went out there and clearly got hurt, he shouldn't have gone back out in the game. Like, I know the training staff looked at him, and, you know, they're professionals, they know. But that was bad, and he's young. It wasn't just that they put him back in the game, but you could see when he caught that first pass after he came back in the game, he was not walking normal. And you can't be out there in the NFL with the best players in the world And not be 100%. Because when you're not 100%, the likelihood of you getting injured at that moment goes way up.
0: So They they dressed four receivers today. Four. And and Joe Webb stepped in at receiver. Got that pass interference call. And by the way, how about the refs' two calls getting... They don't even know what side of the ball they're calling these penalties on. Call... <laughs> how
1: great was how great was it? The Bills got two back-to-back onside kicks. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I don't and, think and I've They call ever some... seen that in in the history of football where they got the onside kick and then there was a penalty. They had to re-kick and then they got it again. It you... just doesn't happen. Hey, but
0: uh... <laughs> hey, you know my favorite was uh, you know my favorite was before the season. Mike was when. Dan Carpenter was, like, really good at onside kicks in his career. Like, he had, like, a crazy percentage. And it's almost like we know more than the coaching staff, and they still had that other idiot kickoff specialist. I don't mean he's not an idiot, but I'm just saying, like, I thought having a kickoff specialist is kind of stupid. But, like, Uh, you you know, they had him doing the onside kicks. It's like, dude, why don't you – how do I know more about these numbers than you? This is your damn job. So I love like, seeing the Bills.
1: If you're referring to Rex's decision, I I would imagine he would let his coaches. He was more of a let your coaches coach.
0: I don't want to name and, the coach because he's still with the team and I don't want to shoot him under yeah. the bus, but I don't know what Danny Crossman was seeing because I, I just look at numbers and when the little numbers. The, the, the producers of CBS should not know more about your kicker than you do. Okay? That should never happen. That said, the Bills got a, a bullshit offsides penalty on that kick. And it's like, what are you looking at? And then and then they get a fifteen yard onside kick after the five yard penalty, which is unheard of. And then what are the refs looking at where where Eric Wood lines up the ball on the goal zone. line? And I'm like,
1: like, like these you literally- these
0: guys control how much money <laughs> they control they know, how many people's know,
1: careers oh, well, wins and ass, wins like, and losses say, these guys aren't these guys aren't getting paid that much so
0: the wins and losses is what i'm talking about okay it all comes down yeah. to wins and losses and you can't even fucking t- you're gonna call an offsides call but your dumbass can't even tell all oh, you fucking morons think- can't even tell that ball is lined I don't even up know as a touchdown have
1: the refs there you could easily just have laser lines down the line of scrimmage for both sides and then you would know if someone was off sides lined up in the neutral zone. The ball was not where it was supposed to
0: be. Mike, we both um, may or may not know people who gamble or ourselves. Um, and, you know, you're telling me something ain't a little fishy with sports. I mean, come on, man. We got that. We got that ref from the NBA, Tom Donahue. He came out. Well, I'm you not, know. I, I'm just I'm saying, not, dude, like, dude, some shit is just weird. It's like it's almost like. Because they're a union, you can't get accurate people in there. I, I've railed on, on this podcast. I know you don't listen to it. I don't blame you, Mike. But I railed like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, well, Dave, you're starting to go down conspiracy alleys. I've so.
0: been on this conspiracy yeah. alley with these refs fucking since birth, okay? Once I saw a home run throwback, I'm like, Fuck this! I'm dipping out, of, that this, was, out, out us, of this. That
1: was just that was just poor play. Like you can blame the refs, and you can be like, oh my god, what are they looking at? But that's a perspective thing. The end of the day is the play. At the end of the day, the happen. Patriots have like you three wins
0: due to bad refs this year you, already. Come on, Mike, you, what fucking plan are you on? The,
1: what fucking plan are, are you on? Poor, hey, the Bills did not lose today because poor officiating. Okay.
0: No, they didn't lose. They didn't lose today, Mike. I'm just saying, in general, there's there's something's up. Okay, um, I got like my pinky up right now, like you know, Doctor Evil and, and Austin Powers, and I'm, like, hmm. and I'm just like really thinking like. Man, I don't trust these motherfuckers as far as I can throw them because there is no way that those stripes should be rounding and and they can make accurate calls, and there is no way that these guys could be out of shape and and probably have cataracts at this time. So...
1: (laughs) See, Dave, the other thing I think you also failed to realize, it's a lot harder to officiate a game on the field than it is to officiate a game from your couch where you have a screen and they have all these wonderful camera angles for you where you can easily see anything. Like, it makes it a whole lot easier. Now, I don't know why they continue the element of let's just leave people on the field. They could just have people in a booth, have a whole bunch of cameras, and, you know, but... Uh,
0: I just, Mike, my, my, my whole point is, bud, is that, like, they can, they, they are, they have been technologically capable of this, of making this call right since these calls right since instant replay was um, invented. And yeah, and, and, and that that's all I'm saying you is, replay everything I don't, you don't need to Mike. But the thing is, is why are we smarter than everybody else? As far as why, why are there millions of people watching going, what the fuck is that? And here I come on and i try to you know to defend the, the team a little bit so i try to, uh, this whole podcast well, is about like trying you, to be a little bit more objective it's a little on a homer side but more like encouragement to the yeah, players and homer. the organization
1: i mean between homer conspiracy and overall genius that you state you are um,
0: i never I mean, never i actually thought i called the genius I mean, right now
1: we, we, we can replay the tape where you just said, How can we be smarter? So, I mean, you're, you're smarter, smarter. There. Yeah,
0: smarter than the <laughs> refs on the field. Like, okay, I'm yeah. trying to tell you, Mike, I don't think they care to fix the problem, dude. Every year, every year, they go through the shit with the refs. And I'm just well, saying, gotta, it, it's just really, it's,
1: dude. It's, it's part of the drama of the NFL. You got to have a little drama. Everybody loves drama.
0: I don't like it, Mike. Okay. <laughs> I don't you like, like it, man. Drama,
1: You just try to choose where you like to see your drama. You like to be selective. Everyone wants to be selective about their drama, but a uh, little drama. Mike, so... TNT, uh, we do drama. Well, let, movie, let's, let's,
0: bring this, let's bring this podcast home, okay? Because you do drama, drama. So, like, what, are, <laughs> what Ha. you... know, I'm sorry I hexed it. I got a tweet uh, from, I think his name is Jeremy Nicholson. Nickerson, shout out to him. Um. Dude, once you said, he said something like, to me, once I said uh, that I didn't have a good feeling about this game, like, I swear I could wake up game day and know, like, okay. My Spidey sense says that, like, they're going to lose this one.
1: <laughs> you have that sixth that's, sense. Dude, that's man. Uh, dude.
0: And then I was like, I was like looking. And by the way, I'm looking at my phone watching this game. I was talking earlier, and I'm like screaming like a 10 year old, like, yeah, let's get it. And then Nick O'Leary fumbles, and it's like, fuck. Dude, the Bills were just to, to wrap this up and bring home. Like the, the Bills were just off. We haven't seen a game like this from the Bills. I'm not gonna crush them. If you guys are gonna crush your team already, again, go fuck yourself. You know, don't be too <laughs> negative, okay? Don't be too negative. Give them a chance. You I thought the Bills head. were too much inside their heads today, and they really just couldn't settle down. Even Eric Wood couldn't settle down today. It looked like, you know, so come back at it against the Saints are coming off a short week yes the Jets did too but the Jets have been in some you know they almost beat the Falcons and the Bills have caught some breaks this year and and guess what I mean the Bills still look good for the wild card they still look very good for the wild card the Patriots are not the same Patriots that said like I said the record just dictates somehow they have six wins they have been garbage compared to usual Patriots so again we'll look at it like when the Patriots get eleven wins, if they do this year, twelve wins, ten wins, yeah, you know would, we'll forget a, we'll forget about the bullshit wins they got, you know. So
1: the Patriots are definitely going to get at least twelve wins. You think um, so? You're they're six and two, so they would have to go four and four to get twelve. So if you think they're going to be five hundred the rest of the way, that's that would be impressive, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going they're gonna win more than four out of their next eight games.
0: Well let me try to hex the Patriots, okay? I was thinking about this today. I was driving around by myself today.
1: I don't think you can hex Tom Brady, but give it a try. He broke glass. He's on he broke glass, he's on the cover of Madden, he walked under a ladder. I I don't know if you can hex the guy, so here's what I'm hoping. I
0: I, I wanna see I I wanna see if the Patriots actually do lose somehow. Like, like if they do lose, how does the Patriots, like if they were to lose, a, if they did go 500, 4-4, four four, like how do they really, say they lost five, which is unheard of, but just really, if they went like 9-7, and seven, like how would that team handle that shit? You know what I mean? I don't know. I would like.
1: They would ask themselves, did they make it to the playoffs? And if so, at that point, it didn't
0: matter. Yeah, right, because you erased the whole previous. You know, because it really is the next game is what matters. I hope <laughs> the Bills are looking onto the Saints right now and going over. They, they all, they're yeah. players. They know where they can sharpen up.
1: Well, we'll see, Dave.
0: Well, Michael, thank you as always. And uh, what is your what is your handle, MCSmith2406 everywhere?
1: I don't know. I got blocked out of that. so Why? I get back at we'll figure it out. I don't know. It just it wasn't sending me my reset I, I haven't been on there in I don't know ages. So. did
0: you tell your friends you were on a podcast for the last I did one not number one fifty for number one fifty two did you tell them about I 152? Or one no, fifty 152
1: or three or four or forty six I actually didn't tell them about any of them Dave
0: Mike so as always you don't disappoint drop me, me okay
1: hey i could I could be. I could have been a Buffalo Bill today, and I could have just dropped a Well, the
0: let me know if you ever want to hang yep. out and break into St. John Fisher and just steal some memorabilia for each other, you know? So, you know, keep me posted, bro. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, let...
1: I wouldn't suggest any listener do that. Bad idea.
0: Okay, well, uh, you know, if you want to hang, uh, you know, let me know. But, uh, okay, Michael, you have a good night. You too, bud. I'll see you, bud.
1: Have a good
0: night, everybody. Go Buffalo. Go Bills. That's the podcast. Look, don't hate your life. It's just football, okay? Tyrod Taylor, you got to look at the positives here. Moving forward, we're building a team, right? We're in this for the long haul. Continuity. Got to find the right guys to build continuity, though, even though the last thing we do is continue. But look, the Bills are trying to continue with the coach, a quarterback, and a coaching staff. Tyrod Taylor, I thought he did what he needed to do today. Um, as far as his heart. As far as trying to drive that ball down the field at the end of the game. Still, where there some passes where, again, on the TV, I can't see what the coverage is dictating. I can't. It's you can't see the. I don't I hate the tv view it absolutely bothers me and as I rail about refs it's really more about like just get it right you have technology and same with the camera angles like give me multiple angles how about this I would I would give you probably ten dollars a game for away games to just have multiple camera angles like really is it that hard let me watch what the hell I want to watch And then you could have your little picture-in-picture replay if you want, to. I mean, these networks got to get their shit together. Figure it out. Get on the apps. Whatever. And watching it on the NFL Verizon app, yes, I appreciate you, Verizon, uh, for that. That's great that I can stream the games. The fact that I can't stream it out to my TV is absolutely stupid. Um, I don't have NFL Network. I will never buy NFL Network. I used to have NFL Sunday Ticket. Again, the common theme of this thing is telling people who can go fuck themselves. The NFL Sunday Ticket can go fuck themselves. Because I ain't got time. So once I got season tickets, I'm like missing all the games. And honestly, I get to a point where like I don't care. I just don't care. I want to follow the Bills. Follow what's going on a little bit. You know? listen. I'm a big audio guy. Love audio. Love multitasking. And just take in what's going around the league. And, um... So, anyways, whatever I'm babbling about, this podcast is over. I'm your host, David Palermo. Find, uh, you know, Num Fan everywhere. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Overcast Radio, Google Play, anywhere you find your podcast. Or if you found us on numbillsfan.com, thank you. If you found us on grandstandsportsnetwork.com, thank you. Which, if you don't know, check them out. They have a bunch of podcasts that play like it's an internet radio station. So it's continuous play, but all sorts of podcasts under, you got to check out lockdown bills. If you want hands down, I think the best bills podcast I'll get to got to listen to the John Murphy show. If you don't listen to John Murphy show, you're out of your mind. Okay. If you want to bother with the other shows on WGR five fifty, you want to get a fan perspective, another perspective as well. Check those out. Um, but I will say I always listen to John Murphy and, uh, I try my best to get at least a couple, two out of three lockdown bills. There's three lockdown bills podcasts a week, but you got to get them in there. Aaron Quinn, Eric Turner, Nate Geary, Kevin Masseri. These guys are killing it. I can't, I can't get enough, honestly, but sometimes I get lost with work lately or whatever the hell I'm doing where I can't multitask as much. So I had to always go John Murphy first. And then after that, I listen to lockdown. So if anybody comes to me for real information, I mean, I applaud you. I love having a bills based conversation here on numb bills fan podcast. So thank you to everybody for sticking around, interacting with me up on Twitter and all the other platforms. And, um, If you're not on Instagram, you should check it out. I'm pretty big. I'm pretty big with Instagram. I love Instagram. It's like a way to be creative. So, uh, as always, shout out to the Bills Mafia Facebook group. Um, You know, I guess uh, to you people out there posting in there, you gotta be be behaved. They have uh, post moderation, or you know, I had to get my posts approved to even post in that group. So, I guess the whole the whole flag thing brought out all the worst in people because that's what the internet does. Um, but everybody chill out We're all here for one reason And it's, uh the, the Buffalo Bills And you know One thing I love about sports is It really tests where It's a litmus test to me Where are the social aspects of life Because uh, I don't know You have all sorts of cultures and people Interacting for one thing And that's the same with the fan base So all the love To everybody out there there's a lot of good Bills content out there. It seems like all the time there's some kind of new Bills something report or something out there. Uh, I mean, I would just follow cover one.net. And that's just me. Lockdown Bills. The Buffalo Bills PR department. They're a great follow. You want good information? The Bills PR department on Twitter. I try to retweet most of their stuff because it's so good. It's so good. i like a little comment here and there. But uh, keep your head up, Bills fans. It's not that bad. Bills had their first debacle, okay? Reality check. They got 10 days to, to cry it away and figure it out for the Saints. I'm not too worried about it. The one thing I am worried about, though, is the offense. Mm. You know, again, we've gone over this offense thing. Uh, and it, I don't know. Seven points going into the fourth quarter ain't always going to work. So, another news: the Savers just got the alert. The Sabres just beat the Coyotes five to four on the road. So uh, there you go. Everybody, take care. Follow me on Twitter and I'm Bills everywhere. I'm your host, David J Palermo. Thank you for uh, following along and all the friends and family out there, all the hardcore fans and family too. Um. Thank you for interacting and supporting the podcast because I'm just sitting here talking to myself like a dope. All right. See you.